o'clock now. Um, joining me on the show and in the studio right now is the opposition leader, Leah Finocchiaro. Good morning to you, Leah. Good morning, Katie, and to your listeners. Now, Leah, firstly, uh, we yesterday learned of the loss of well-known and much-loved Territory boy, Chris Willow-Wilson. He was one of the stars of Outback Wrangler, and I think you'd say the epitome of everything we love about the Northern Territory, but he was also a great bloke, a loving son, husband and dad. And, Leah, I know that Willow was a good friend of yours and your family's. How is he going to be remembered? Look, it's a tragic loss to the Territory, but, of course, to Danny and the kids and Robin and Sharon and the whole family. And I think just seeing how far um, Chris's impact has touched people and the pouring of support shows the incredible person that he was and always will be remembered for. And lots of people know him as that rough-and-tumble guy. And, you know, Chris is certainly a lot of fun. Um, But he was a lot more than that. And we certainly knew him as someone who's incredibly proud of their family, an amazing father, you know, if you see Chris with kids, it's just it melts your heart and uh, just such a loyal friend, a good person and someone who really believed in the Territory. We've really lost one of the Territory's great champions and, you know, the charities he was involved with, the organisations he used to sponsor, um, you know, we've, we've lost an absolute territory legend. Yeah, he was a good bloke. Look, I didn't know him well, um, certainly not like you did. I know that he was always at our It's a Blokes thing luncheons every year and I think that that's a really good point that you've made. Um, A real supporter of everything territory, which is um, a a wonderful thing that we want in in any territorian, really. Um, Look, we will continue along. There is a lot to cover off on this morning and I know that over the last couple of weeks we've spoken at length about the masks and also those check-ins. Still no word from the Northern Territory Government on what day this mask mandate's going to lift. Now, um, take a listen, if you missed it, earlier in the week to what the Chief Minister, Michael Gunner, had said to us about this mask timeline. They have a day, but it's definitely sooner rather than later, like very soon. The caseload is trending down. You can see the hospitalisation rate is trending down. So the, the charities be confident that we're not going to suddenly spike again. Like obviously, we believe they help contribute to the, the downward trend. Um, and if we were to pull the mask mandate off, for example, I, I don't think we could put it back on in a couple of days' time. I think, I don't think the public will be, won't, won't do that. So we've got to be very careful. It's, it's done once and it's done right. So are we talking days or weeks? Oh, I think it's more days than weeks, but um, so I'll, maybe I'll, by I'll, this time next I'll, week. I can't guarantee it's this week. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it may be staged, and it might be that you do the check-in at retreats to the Vax Pass, and then the mask mandate comes off, or the mask mandate comes off on the same day that you retreat the check-in at to the Vax Pass site. Leah, the opposition say the government needs to immediately outline the plan to lift the territory-wide mask mandate and scrap the check-in app. Why does this need to happen sooner rather than later? It's really unacceptable for the Chief Minister to pop his head up finally after a month of extreme levels of COVID in our community and sort of uh, throw out there that everyone should be grateful that sometime this week he's going to finally lift the mask mandate like he's unveiling a new playground uh, at a school. I mean, this is it's beyond a joke. We've had all around the country plans for different things and timeframes for different things relating to COVID. And even here, the government had its own roadmap to recovery where there were clear dates, clear processes, and people could understand the whole picture. Now, we know that particularly in the hospitality industry, they are being profoundly affected by the mask mandate, uh, by having to validate people's uh, vaccination status and, and all of these other measures. But, you know, it's impacting people uh, broadly. We need the government to put forward their plan so that Territorians have transparency around what that looks like. Um, And of course, 
people can always make their own decisions about what they do to protect themselves, but it's not okay for the government to just walk around and sort of um, tout that restrictions will be lifted soon and we should all give them a big clap for doing that. So, Leah, as far as you're concerned, do they really need to get out there, if not today, you know, well, today or tomorrow, and outline that plan and when exactly everything is going to come into place? Yeah, we need to know what what the picture is going forward. Tell us a, a time frame on the mask. Tell us a time frame on VAC status, on the app, whatever else it might be. All of the restrictions need to be reviewed and looked at, all of them. Um, and then a clear time frame needs to be put in place. There needs to be transparency and there just hasn't been. I mean, that's a big reason why we're bringing our legislation in and introducing that in March because we have not had a, a public report to the people for the whole pandemic, despite the legislation requiring one. And so our bill um, should be supported by the Gunner government. If they've got nothing to hide, pass it and let's get some transparency around decision making out to territory. What date does Parliament sit in March and what's the plan with this bill? I understand it's a couple of weeks away still but it's not too far off and then you're going to be introducing this bill. You really want to see some reporting from the government when it comes to these COVID decisions? Without question. So Parliament's at the end of March and what our legislation does is it's just a, it's actually a very small practical change. The intention is already there. What happens is with the emergency period at the end of an emergency period. The CHO is supposed to report to Parliament within three months. Now, of course, this government has just rolled the emergency period on for two years, understandably, but there's no end in sight to that, of course, because we don't have a plan. Now, we believe the legislation intended for there to be regular reporting. There hasn't been. And so rather than having the CHO report three months after the end of the period, we want it to be every three months. Do you know if they do in other states? Is there that regular reporting to um, to Parliament in other states? Do we know? I I'm not sure about that, but our legislation is certainly set up to have it. It never envisaged that we would have rolling two-year emergency periods. How it was originally drafted was five days. So you can see within Mm. a very short period of time that regular reporting would have occurred. So we believe that was the intention. We believe that's required to restore confidence. I mean, um, you know, people are really starting to have serious doubts over the government's leadership on this issue. So uh, let's not play politics with COVID. Let's provide the health advice. Of course, we, we we have barely see the chose anymore, even though there's six of them. We barely see the government anymore. So let's have a plan. It's not too much to ask for a plan. In fact, it's it's should be the bare basic that government are providing at this time. And let's breathe some transparency and scrutiny into the decision making. Now, Leah, um, obviously another issue that continues to bubble along at the moment, and I think you'd have to say, or from an observer's perspective, it's certainly been an interesting time for the CLP over the weekend with the president uh, standing down, then being replaced, of course, by Fiona Darcy. It is understood that the party's also been given two months to prove that it's got 1,500 members or it's going to be deregistered. Um, Leah, did that letter get received on Monday? Uh, I'm not sure um, uh, if the party's um, confirmed the, uh, a, le- a letter or not. Certainly it's been widely reported, so I suppose it has. Um, but ultimately, look, Katie, th- to be very honest, this is not something I'm concerned about at all. I want people to be really clear. This does not affect this, the, the CLP as a political party, as a political force in the Northern Territory. What it means is that um, it, there are federal requirements and there are territory requirements and they're different. Now, if you have a member of federal parliament, then any membership numbers are irrelevant. It's not part of the deal. Um, but obviously, because Sam McMahon um, has uh, resigned, there there is then 
it then invokes a different threshold for how you maintain your federal status. And ours is covered by the fact we have associate membership with the National Party. Um, and, of course, once Jacinta Price is elected as our senator, who will be a fantastic advocate for the Territory, uh, it, it all becomes null and void. So I've got no concerns, Katie, um, about any of this. Of course, it's, um, you know, featured a lot in the news over the last, you know, two or three weeks, but um, the CLP is here to stay. Is the party in a state of disarray? Absolutely not. And I'm so excited to be working with Fiona Darcy, our new president who was elected over the weekend. She uh, is a very passionate territory and brings a wealth of knowledge. It's nice to have uh, a girl team, I suppose you can say, at the top with Fiona and I, um, but also with all of our um, fantastic candidates and, of course, my parliamentary team and, and our membership. You know, we've got a lot to offer the territory as a party and, of course, holding the Gunner government to account, being part of a Morrison-led coalition government on the other side of this federal election and making sure we fight for what's important to Territorians. Leah, speaking of that membership, there has been a lot of speculation that the CLP does not have 1,500 members. Do you? Look, I would absolutely have no idea, but I guess my point is it's irrelevant whether we have 1,500 or not. The CLP is okay. We comply with those federal requirements and we are going to run Tina McFarlane, Damien Ryan, Jacinta Price under the CLP banner. We're hopefully going to win those seats so we can fight for the Territory down in Canberra and be part of a Morrison-led government. Is it disappointing, though, if you don't have 1,500 members? No, absolutely not. I mean, it, it, you know, there are different requirements. So I think in the Territory, our requirement, it might be 500, might be 300, something like that. So it's just different thresholds for the AEC to ensure various levels of compliance. You know, it doesn't... It, it, in and of itself, it doesn't mean anything. Of course, we've got hundreds of members, whatever that final number might be, plenty more uh, people who support us and plenty... P- more people who vote for us. Leah, I mean, are you in a situation, though, and I know that you, like, obviously the parliamentary side of things is very different to the actual party side of things. I think that we all sort of get that. Um, But are you in a situation here where you're potentially going to have to loan a senator from another state to be able to run those candidates at the federal election as CLP candidates? No, I I don't think that's going to happen at all. Of course, you know, there are a million scenarios you could play out and, and fix with a million more solutions, but it's not one of them. And, uh, you know, we, we're we just looking forward to the task at hand, of course, being out on the ground, listening to the community. People are really concerned about the state of our economy. People are really concerned about crime. You know, there are a lot of things going on that we need to be focused on, and that's what we're dealing with. So just to make this really clear, because I think the reality here is that it could wind up being a moose issue, as yeah. you've sort of pointed out. You know, the election's going to be cold. Those candidates are, by the sounds of things, going to run as CLP candidates, as that investigation by the AEC isn't going to be complete before the federal election anyway and then presumably you're going to have a senator in place. Is that how you see things playing out right now? I see that we comply with all federal requirements because of our associate membership with the Nationals. Then there's the time frame issue, uh, which you know I've got no details on, but sounds like it wouldn't be possible anyway. And then of course there's the fact that you know we will see Jacinta come into Parliament, and all of this will be an absolute moot point. So uh, a lot of hype and speculation. It's an interesting thing to talk about for for you know political um, you know people who enjoy politics, but uh, it's certainly not anything I'm losing. Sleep 
exactly where well, we came. And I reckon it's more a situation where, you know, every Territorian, whether you vote Labor, whether you vote for the CLP, whether you vote Independent, what they want to see is um, a strong government, a strong opposition, strong independence. Yeah. And I think that probably what people are concerned about at the moment is, um, you know, whether whether the CLP is in disarray or not. Yeah. No, and that's a, that's a fair question. I can confirm we are not. <laughs> we are a very strong, lively force. Of course, the parliamentary team are, are kicking goals against uh, a bad gunner government. We've got our party membership out there working ferociously to support our federal candidates. You know, we're two months out from a federal election. This is literally going to change the lives of future generations, how people vote in this election. It's a really, really important one. And uh, I encourage everyone to get more involved. If you are conservative leaning and you want to help us boost those numbers, we will take your membership. (laughs) You might need to pay for some advertising for that ad, Leah. Hey, um, before I let you go, one of the things that has really got people very concerned overnight is um, this vision of outside the Fanny Mm. Bay IGA. Now, it was shared uh, yesterday. It happened on Monday afternoon. Leah, have you seen that vision outside the Fanny Bay IGA and what was your reaction? I couldn't believe it. I have seen it, Katie, and uh, I just... It was absolutely horrific to see the violence being used, uh, you know, with the A-frame and the giant rock and, I mean, just astonishing stuff. But, you know, this is not an isolated incident, unfortunately. We're hearing about this all over the Territory. Of course, I don't even need to mention Alice Springs. It speaks for itself that they are crying out for support. But, you know, when you talk to CBD retailers and particularly businesses in the mall, and I've been having a lot of engagement with some particular businesses there, they are experiencing very, very high levels of antisocial behaviour and criminal behaviour and it's it's turning customers away, it's making them question whether they can keep their doors open it's having a profound impact and still government are pretending like this isn't uh, this isn't an issue. What needs to happen here? Because we've caught up with the Northern Territory Police and spoken about the fact that right now in the Northern Territory there's around two and a half thousand people sort of in from communities, on the streets um, you know, uh, living sort of, you know, living in the Northern Territory living in Darwin rather than um, being out in the communities where they may be come from ordinarily we'd have about 700 is what the police had told me a couple of weeks ago what do you think needs to happen here to try and um you know get things under control well i think it's a a, you know part of it will be a reflection on failed alcohol policy you know we haven't had a review into the bdr uh the minimum floor price is clearly ineffective and so there's a there's a major issue there biosecurity zones are obviously uh, in place but it seems that that's failing probably through lack of uh, enforcement, which is no reflection on police. They're obviously stretched to the limit, so there's police resourcing issues. Of course, COVID um, having its role still in you know, distracting the police from doing um, their job. You know, there's been a lot of talk um, about um, different, you know, places where people can live and stay and visitor accommodation in the Territory and nothing seems to have ever happened um, with that. So there's a whole multitude um, of issues that you know, compound on this issue. But in the meantime, people are being bashed, beaten and, and robbed on our streets and the government's just not even responding to it as, a, as an issue. They can't even bring themselves to acknowledge that crime is at catastrophic levels. I mean, I know we used to catch up very often with uh, with Larrakia Nation and they um, used to have a really successful return to country yes, program. Yep, yep. I don't know, do you know if that's still operating at the moment? Look, I imagine it still is. Of course, over the wet season, it's really difficult because plenty of roads are, uh, are just completely impassable, so we certainly wouldn't be supporting any um, unsafe practices there. But, um, you know, there's there's 
there's big issues in the territory and we just aren't hearing from government on them and you can't just pretend something's not happening and it will go away. It's just getting worse and it's reflected in our crime statistics. I mean, domestic violence is through the roof. We saw the federal minister up this week giving uh, $10 million to frontline services and, uh, you know, that's fantastic for the federal government to get involved, but it's not their job. It's actually the territory government's job and where are they on this issue? Well, Leah Finocchiaro, the opposition leader, we are going to have to leave it there. Thank you very much for your time this morning. Thank you, Katie. Take care.